Hi, I'm Melinda. And I'm Raphael. And we're the Colognes. We are a married couple running a successful professional services marketing agency that is focused on providing support services to AEC and CRE firms. We're excited to now be expanding our ability to connect with marketing and business development leaders through this podcast. Our mission is to provide as much value as we can and offer our suggestions on relevant tools and resources. Join us where we'll interview experts, cover solutions to your marketing challenges, and share our take on how to combat bottlenecks in your marketing efforts. Sprinkled with some laughs and some some good, good, clean clean fun. fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh, look at all these files. Version 1, version 2, underscore this. Untitled. Is this in the cloud up there? Where is this (laughs) from? Where is this find? Oh, it's in the desktop. Okay, that's the latest version. Okay, that's the one we'll use. Hashtag fail. Hashtag confusing and... (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag takes too long. Hashtag takes too long. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag too old for make <laughs> That's for a young folk game. So organizing like in real life, it has its benefits and it makes it cleaner. Everything, you know where it is and it's digital. So when you're in a rush and you're doing a lot of things, you just tend to save things just haphazardly, or at least that's a bad habit that you get because of time crunch. But we're here to talk about the benefits of organizing files, a strategic way to do that so that it makes the workflow easier. If I can lay down a side couch right now and tell you how frustrating it is to see or have seen, not really now because we don't do that ever, <laughs> but like have been in my, my years of experience worked with people that don't name their files. So everything is like untitled. And then at the end, it's like two, three, because it automatically saves the number. Yes, the number. (laughs) Or like copy and like allow that to just say copy on it. So then you're like, copy of copy (laughs) of copy of copy. That is just like, ah, so frustrating. But it happens. What are you going to do about it? Oh, we're going to do something about it. We're going to have a SOP. We're going to make, knock it out. That's what a bad is an habit. SOP? A special organization police. <laughs> Standard we, operating procedure. You can tell that we're on, we have our giggles today. But yeah, special organization police or standard operating, standard procedure. operating procedures. See, I almost forgot that because you made me laugh. But truly, truly, like, let's get serious for a second. So organizing marketing files or organizing anything is really, really, really important because what happens when we don't organize things? We feel overwhelmed. We feel stressed. It takes longer to accomplish things. We avoid doing things because everything is everywhere. It is constantly a problem. I feel like that's why everyone loves the shows with like organization and um, the home edit. And then there's like the Connery, right? Her name is Connery or something like that, where she organizes people's homes. And we'll edit they... in the correct name yeah. later. <laughs> Enter name. But like, truly, like there's so many shows that are focused on how to organize your life. And there's so many strategies to do that. And it's like, why aren't we doing that at work? Like we do that at home and then we go to work and we're just frustrated with how everything is organized and how do we organize it? Like, where do we even start? Well, I guess we start with deciding on how, what's going to be the unifying factor. What do we want things to be named and where do they should go? That's a good point. Nomenclatures are a thing. It needs to be part of what you do and who you are at work. (laughs) Everybody needs to have a nomenclature. Every department should at least. 
and once that's established, the best thing that could happen is if you're working on something, somebody could come behind you, another teammate, and they don't have to guess about what the file is or what's the latest version or where it's located. Because if we have a process, it should all be self-evident. I feel like we're preaching to the choir. I feel like every person that's listening to this while they're driving or walking their dog or cooking dinner, they're like, of course, Melinda, of course, Raphael, of course we want to process. But how? Like, who has time for that? Who has time for it? Nobody has time for it. We don't have time for it. Nobody has time for it. And that's why we wanted to make this special episode for you guys about organizing marketing files and the importance of not having garbage in and garbage out mentality. So garbage in, garbage out mentality is whatever you put in is what you get out. So if you put in trash, you'll get trash. If you don't save things properly, then when you go look for them, you're never going to find them. And that's just the reality situation. So when you're thinking like, I don't have time to do X at work, does it have anything to do with the way that it's organized? Yeah, because it adds time and frustration. It just bleeds over. Mess, mess. Right. So the objective of organizing files, specifically marketing files we're going to talk about today, is to save time and build consistency. And so when you have consistency, after some time, everything starts moving faster. We've we've actually built out a lot of processes and systems. That's why Rafael mentioned SOPs earlier in our business, because we know the value of an SOP. We know the value of a process. And when the process works, man, can we get a lot accomplished. And when we get a lot accomplished, we get a lot of results and we get a lot of results. Our clients are much happier and our clients are much happier. You see how the domino effect impacts everyone. So it just really starts with intention, saving time and building consistency and creating a plan of action. Like most things, hard work up front so that could be easier later on. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the plan of action, like how the heck do you create a plan of action? What if I'm a marketing department of one, or maybe I have a large uh, team of marketers, where the heck do I even start? I suggest, and this is a common practice here in Forest ABM, is doing a SWOT analysis. We say SWOT it. SWOT it. Let's SWOT it. Hashtag SWOT it. That's right. TM. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like truly, it is really a powerful principle to have in your marketing department. And it helps you put a a special light on areas that might be like way, way, way back in your head or someone's like thought process. And they just haven't really thought about it logically because they haven't had the opportunity. When you're in the process of doing a proposal or you're putting together something for corporate marketing, and you're digging for files and you're so frustrated and you're, you're, I am in your colleague and saying, this is so annoying. I cannot find the updated file of this or where the heck does this belong before getting up off your desk and going to the bathroom to like sit on the toilet and just scroll Instagram. The reality situation is that it started with the process. And if we sat down and did a plan of action, with an SOP, uh, a SWOT. S-W-O-T, a SWOT. We would be able to identify, obviously, our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And in that simple analysis, we actually have developed a plan of action. It just organically happens because we'll look at it, we'll see, oh man, these are the areas of impact. And then we will make a plan of action to focus on the priorities. And then 
narrow them down to, you know, what needs to happen in what order. Let's go. Let's go. So once we have a SWOT and we've discussed a plan of action, then we create a, you know, a to-do list. Like what does that to-do list start, start with? So it's going to be the most priority today that's going to impact us today. And typically, typically, Raphael mentioned this earlier, is nomenclature. Nomenclature, nomenclature, nomenclature. Because you can find it. Nowadays, every, everything is on the cloud. And if it's not on the cloud, it needs to be on the cloud. So for those of you that are saving everything to your desktop in your computer, that's a big no-no. And um, we'll briefly mention that later on. But um, you want to make sure that it's accessible by your team and all those parties that are, are getting involved in the marketing files. So uh, what next? Once you've created the plan of action and you created your priority list, execute. then no, you can't execute yet. Uh-uh. No, no. You have all the things. Oh just, no, no. Getting ready to go. What's stopping me? What's stopping you? Yeah. Is pace. Because pace is that key term that rarely gets injected when you're creating a plan. When you create a checklist, you have it on your notebook on your desk. And you're writing all the things that you need to accomplish for the day, for the week, for the month, whatever that is. 20 pages. 20 pages, right? It's not in a calendar form. It's not in a planner. I doubt it's in a planner. And if you are one of those people that have it in a planner, you are awesome. Like you're you're like the golden child. But for the most, for most of us, we have just a regular notebook and it's a full list of things that we have to do. And we just have to ch check things off. And the problem is, is that once we have that list, we typically will go right into it, dig right into it. And there's no pace. The pace means, what pace means is identifying within those that list of priorities, because you have to accomplish everything on that list, is what needs to happen first, then second, third, et cetera. And what is your, what's your goal? Like, is it to accomplish the whole thing? Is it to just get it started? Is it to um, to work with someone else on something? You know, to collaborate, to partner on something? Really define that. Then you are ready to get started. That sounds good. Does that Where make sense? Do you, do, you, do you see why pace is so important, Raphael? It's very important. That way you know how to pace yourself. I yeah. know what goes first, second. Or second there, I thought that pace was an acronym. Uh-oh. P for performance, A for something, yeah. Keep going. Oh, I stopped. I didn't know how to spell pace. No. So that's really what pace is. And then we're ready to execute. So after we have made a plan of action, we're ready to pace and execute. Um, so when we're working on something, we want to be able to track the results, right? Analytics, like, awesome data. Data, data, data. You know, our, our recent episode on the heart and head selling, we talked about the the power of having both and, you know, really improving marketing proposals so that, you know, we're really connecting and differentiating ourselves from our very, very similar competition. So here, the really, honestly, the competition is for time and focus, your energy, your, your efficiency. And we want to be able to track that as progress so that it excites us and it also helps us 
really get a clear vision of what the future will bring if we stay focused on the plan ahead. So once you track your results, what does that look like when you're organizing files? Like, again, we're just talking about organizing files. Tracking your results looks like, okay, the first thing which we have said is creating a nomenclature. How hard is it to create a nomenclature? It is actually very difficult, especially if your team is larger. Now, um, breaking you might, bad habits. You, yeah, breaking bad habits. Um, maybe assumptions are there. Um, maybe other departments do things differently, and there's collaboration across that. Um, you know, there's so many things that can happen within building a nomenclature, and it's. You think, oh, well, you just rename something and then you just create a structure and you're good to go. And hopefully, and I pray that it's as easy as that for you, but for a lot of companies, it's not. Mm. And it's it's just, I mean, you're just dealing with different types of people that see things differently. So you need to make sure that it's an explanatory nomenclature that everybody can understand and agree on. And sometimes that takes a couple of iterations. Try it until you get it right. That's right. So once you have your nomenclature set up, you can check that off your list. And during the process of you know evaluating what makes sense in the nomenclature, you will figure out the file structure. That's going to be the natural thing. The next thing to do is to create a file structure. Next, then you will create a, a plan for each of those folders. So if you have an images folder, maybe you have um, a special way of exporting files out of InDesign and Illustrator and Photoshop. And those, those are how they're getting saved. Photos is a huge thing. Like we usually get from photographers, <clears throat> a high res version of a photo and then a web version. And depending on your template for your proposal, it might change. Like how you use that specific photo might be different in every single iteration. And when you export a PDF out of InDesign, what happens? You end up with a 20 meg proposal that you have to like figure out at the 11th hour how to <laughs> resize it so that you can email to the client on time and it becomes really challenging. Not only do you have to adjust your exporting presets, but you need to look at your photos and how your images are being exported out of those applications. So making a standard process for that would be a natural thing to do next. So saying, okay, for photos, we, this is the size, these are the dimensions, and this is the file size that we typically have. This is also the mode that we have. When you open in Photoshop the photo, is it an RGB, is it CMYK, is it web, HSV? Just making sure that they're all consistent across the board. I know some clients that actually have black and white headshots for their entire team. It's just how they design. They're architects. That's how they like to do things. And they are very specific with the tone and saturation of the black and the white. So again, going back to creating a standard process for what that looks like so that every single time we add a new team player to the company, we make sure that they're looking cohesive and consistent. So truly, when you're organizing your marketing files, it's actually building your brand. Now you have consistency across your brand internally, which is now what you can get to communicate externally out to your community of clients, partners, and colleagues. It just makes the process overall a lot easier. You're tackling this, um, I want to call it issue, but it, it can become an issue and having the files where they're supposed to be, right? File locations are very important. They could be in the cloud, but where exactly in the cloud, you could have a Dropbox 
accounts or a SharePoint. So you want to make sure you are cognizant of where the file is and who can access it too, because that's another issue, not only where they where they live in the cloud, or what service you use, but who can access it and, and how do you know what's going on there? Offboarding process. I mean, when you're trying to train someone and tell them, okay, you're going to go into the marketing folder and go into this folder for this specific SME. And then for the other subject matter expert, you're going to go into this folder and this is how they do it. And that is just wow, that's a lot of note taking. And of course, I mean, there's, we're not talking about a perfect system. We are definitely talking about improving things and not perfecting them. But a part of improving things is communicating to those SMEs and saying, hey, this is how we're going to organize things in marketing. Now, this has nothing to do. This is just setting boundaries about marketing so that inevitably it impacts them in a positive way. So instead of taking an hour to find one file is taking you five minutes and you're able to pull it up within the kickoff call for a proposal. So right file, right size, right content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The other things, you know, that come in consistently with it. Okay. Let me stop and tell you about a pet peeve that I have. And I still do it sometimes because sometimes I'm just like, I, I just get tired and I don't, sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like if I have to resize another headshot, but truly resizing headshots to make sure that they're all consistently the same size. And what that, what I mean is, yes, we have a template for that specific proposal, but in the box where that headship goes, headshot goes, I'm cursing all over the place. I was going to say we're going to have a <laughs> card to warning on this episode. Um, but that, where that headshot goes, you know, the size of the head, the shoulders, how the shoulders are adjusted and everything like that. This is like pet peeves that really don't make or break, but they bother me because they're not consistent. And especially with the backgrounds and all that stuff. But it's like nowadays it's kind of challenging to get everybody with the back, same background, especially if you're working remotely. So I get it. But ideally in the perfect world, I would have every single headshot, like a, a specific nomenclature that says the date that it was it, it is. and the, Or maybe like it says last name, first name, and then proposal headshot. And the proposal headshot is like per- perfectly proportioned to where it needs to go in the proposal and they're all consistent. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But again, who has time for that? But identifying what it is that we want to do to improve our brand, that's what it's all about. It might seem like, oh my gosh, that's such a small thing, Melinda. But if like, that's truly what we're thinking about because (laughs) we're trying to improve things and we have improved other areas of our business and we're left with these like these smaller things. And so it's actually a really good feeling to have that we've been able to overcome bigger problems to get to this place where we can deal with these little minutia things. I mean, you didn't know that their head shape was oblong? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like the chin and the head and like somebody's head gets cut off or the coloring, like the, the amount of light in the photo or you know, like, I mean, just there's so many variables that impact photos and you know sometimes they look like they were taken in a car and then sometimes they were look like they were taken right outside the office or sometimes it looks like they went to like a professional a professional and got them done and one to be uniform when you put the headshots on an org chart and you put them all side by side you're like man i hope they just look at the (laughs) and i think probably (laughs) probably that's why some companies are like we'll just use black and whites because they're you know can kind of like gray out everything else. So yeah, I mean, we can talk on and on about different things that, you know, we could do to improve 
and organize our marketing files so that we don't have a garbage in and garbage out mentality. But here are just, just some tips, okay? And we're hoping that it really helps you go back and really think about your plan of action, pace yourself and create a pace and then track your results. So here are, are some other tips that you can use as takeaways is saving those marked up PDFs. That's right. Don't just delete them. Those are valuable information about a snapshot of what, what was happening in a process that could help you on in the future. How annoying when you're trying to do a closeout process and you're like, yeah, we did get something, but mentally you're thinking to yourself, I deleted it because I was really annoyed that they even had a comment on this because I had been waiting for three weeks for them to respond and it's due tomorrow. And you say aloud, but I deleted that. So I don't have any anymore. And so it happens to all of us. It has happened to all of us. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> but thing about it is using those PDFs, those marked up PDFs are actually really valuable because now you know what to, to update in your CRM, your um, image files, all those things. So super, 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 super helpful. And I'm not saying in the moment that you update it, I'm saying that once the proposal is out the door, the next thing to do would be to do a closeout. I would not suggest you do your own closeout. I would suggest that someone else does a closeout for you just because if you set of eyes, you want to remove yourself for a time you've been in it so long that you're not, you miss things. Exactly. I mean, if you're looking for them, you miss them. That's right. Um, the other things are to collaborate on the creative cloud libraries, you know, or just meet communicating with your team and saying, okay, this is how we're going to organize our files. This is how we're going to communicate and make sure to upload these files to this folder moving forward and X, Y, and Z so that everyone is on the same page as to what to do. It's okay to have those conversations. It's totally, I'm giving you permission to do that because at the end of the day, it's setting boundaries, it's saving time and it's building consistency. And that's what you want. That's what your team wants is consistency so that it gets easier and easier as we go. And then lastly, you know, just being consistent with your closeout, making sure that you're doing them. Don't wait until you have a law make it a part of practice. You know, when you're going from proposal to proposal, it is it is challenging to go back and like have to do closeout, but so rewarding, especially when there's markups that actually can be applied to your proposal and it doesn't become something that you need to deal with in the submittal process. Not necessarily learning from mistakes, but just a way to refine and make your craft better. Good way to put it. All right. Well, that's organizing marketing files. So don't put, in, garbage don't put the garbage in. Just put good stuff so good stuff can come out. That's right. Yes. Karma. Practice karma, y'all. You reap what you sow. Amen. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye. Do you need to improve your marketing department and don't know where to start? Fortis OBM offers in-person and virtual one-on-one and group training. Our coaching programs are designed specifically for the marketing department of one and onboarding new team members who are new to the industry. We teach mindset, marketing, and strategy, providing immediate value to your company and marketing department. Whether you're struggling to prioritize your marketing initiatives or need help onboarding a new team member, we have the right solutions for you. To learn more, go to www.fortisobm.com.